Rough Trade is giving away a third of the first three months of the Rough Trade Club plus new music membership exclusively to 101 Part-Time Jobs listeners. Become a member of Rough Trade Club New Music and you'll receive the Rough Trade Album of the Month straight to your door every month on an exclusive vinyl pressing with bonus material. Club members have received exclusive pressings of albums from Sufjan Stevens, Sprints, The Last Dinner Party, English Teacher and Over Mono, just to name a few, this past year alone. Sign up using the promo code CLUB101POD and you'll get Rough Trade's Album of the Month, Camera Obscura's Look to the East, Look to the West for a third of the usual price. By signing up, you'll be getting Rough Trade's exclusive issue of the album on opaque purple in a gatefold sleeve plus a bonus CD containing five demos. Don't want the album of the month but still want all the benefits? Sign up to the standard tier using Club 101 Pod and you'll still get the first month free. You'll also get free shipping on all orders, 10% off at the bar and on secondhand vinyl in store and exclusive access to sold out Rough Trade events. So don't hang around. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and sign up with the code CLUB101POD. That's CLUB101POD and claim money Money off Rough Trade's album of the month today. This offer is for UK residents only. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. Hey, John. All right, Phoebe. How's it going? Hello. I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good, thank you. What is the yeah. maddest thing that you've seen with your own eyes? The maddest thing I've just seen in general with my own eyes? Yeah. Actually, something which I don't know if it's probably the maddest thing, because there's been quite a few, but something that I just, I totally forgot about and remembered the other day, because I tried to do dry jam, um, but I only lasted 10 days. But within those 10 days, because I wasn't really occupying myself with slamming pints, I started to remember things that I'd forgotten about. And um, I was lying in bed and I remembered something that happened to me when I was 15 and I was in school. And I was thinking, that was actually really fucking mad. So, I'm in school and um, like we're in PSHE class, uh, probably trying to put a condom on a banana mm -hmm. and uh, teachers bust in and they're like, nobody can leave the school. School's on lockdown. Close the blinds. Don't look out the windows. You're not allowed to leave the room. Evidently being 15, we're like, fuck off. So we look outside the windows. I kid you not. Oh, I can't believe I forgot about this. 
there was a geezer, probably like, I don't know, around 40, running around our school field with a massive fucking machete. What? And we were like, yeah, no, it was bonkers. I don't know who this guy was. He was running around with a machete. We, I couldn't hear it, but I was assuming he was screaming. He was trying to get into school. Talk of the town. He's running around all the local schools in Brighton, just going onto the fields with a machete. Um, and uh, it was in the Argus, which is our lo- is Brighton's local newspaper. Yeah, they do great and, headlines, um, the Argus, don't they? They do. Yeah, it's like, man with machete comes to school, breaks through the window. They always exaggerate it a bit. Um, Fucking Yeah, Argus is a bit bonkers. Anyway, that did actually happen. And I thought about that the other day and I was like, that's fucking crazy that I just forgot about this machete attack on mm-hmm. my school. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty bonkers. Makes you we think, what else have you forgotten? Oh, probably quite a lot. Probably some things I've probably intentionally forgotten quite a lot of things. Um, <laughs> that's a good tool to have, yeah, isn't it, sometimes? It's pretty handy. But yeah, that was pretty bonkers. <laughs> You're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs with me, Giles Bidder. It's where I speak to bands and artists about what it means to be in a band today. On today's episode, I'm speaking to Chastity Belt, where I've got Lydia, Julia and Gretchen on. Uh, They've been together over 10 years and they're just about to release their fifth album called Live, Laugh, Love, which is coming out at the end of March. They've got a great way of bringing this kind of almost disassociative sounding. It kind of puts a bit of a fuzz around you when you listen to it. Really great. Some of their songs have been on my playlists for, for yeah, since that first album, No Regrets, which is funny. Came out in 2013. A band that's been brilliantly, perpetually there for the last decade. So I wanted to ask them their kind of attitude and their mindset behind playing music. You know, we know by now that everyone's got their specific perspective on playing music and these three were great to have on. So I hope you enjoy it. If you do, make sure you subscribe to the show. My MO here is hearing stories from artists that we wouldn't hear otherwise. I've got some amazing episodes coming up uh, with Glitterer, which is Ned Russin from Title Fight. I've got Everything Everything, an English teacher coming up. Two episodes with Joe Talbot from Idols, who I'm doing those live episodes with this Wednesday and Thursday. Day. Loads of great stuff. So you know how to keep up. You can follow us at 101 Part Time Pod on Instagram and sign up to our newsletter at 101parttimejobs.com. Shout out to 2000 Trees, which is a great festival in Cheltenham, just a few hours away from London on the train. They're one of my favourite festivals. Gaslight Anthem is headlining the Thursday on this year. Manchester Orchestra's playing, Hot Mulligan, Better Lovers, Dune Rats, Teenage Wrist, Lambrini Girls. Other Half, The Nightmares, loads of brilliant bands at 2000 Trees this year. If you want to go to one of the best camping festivals there is to see, 2000 Trees is the one you can go to, 2000trees.co.uk. That's where you can get your tickets. 10th to 13th of July this year. We're starting to make plans for the summer, right? This is the one you should go to. 2000 Trees is the festival you need to go to this year. You'd love it. I've been so many times. I always come back feeling buoyed and excited about all the amazing bands and artists from England and the States and across the world. Good stuff. 2000trees.co.uk this July in Cheltenham. 
Introducing Ampolo, the new app for musicians. Using AI stem separation, play along to any song, improving your practice and performance. Record audio or video and connect with musicians all over the world. Collaborating and creating together. Think Google Docs meets TikTok, but for musicians. There's a huge range of video and audio editing tools. And the best part? It's free. Download today and make your mark. Ampolo, made for music. Ampolo, that's the free app you can get from the App Store if you're learning an instrument and want to play with some friends, make some music. And right now, here on 101 Part-Time Jobs, it's Chastity Belt. 101 Part-Time Well, I'm I'm just saying like there'll always be jobs to to do playing music, right? You'll always be in control of your own stuff. Yeah, <laughs> girl bosses. So does everyone in the band have a job to do? Does everyone have, uh, you know, their own corner of I don't know booking the hotel or booking the vans, organizing the merch? Yeah, yeah, we definitely all have yeah. our strengths. Um. <laughs> what kind of thing uh, are we talking about who yeah is in charge i feel of what? like on on tour lydia usually books the hotels <laughs> um. that's not my forte <laughs> yeah, good. i've booked us some really horrible hotels <laughs> uh, yeah. do you go um, off the reviews i suppose that can be a bit of a trap going off the reviews but oh that's what i learned you should look at the reviews <laughs> <laughs> this is a great deal, but I'm a sucker for a deal. Yeah. <laughs> Gretchen, you said you were you just kind of gearing up to get into work today. What what are you what are you doing? What what what's the what's the job? Um, I work for like a home care and hospice and like senior living company, and I I just make like internal apps for different teams. <laughs> like, yeah. nice internal so apps. Internal apps. <laughs> are you a, are you a developer? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Nice. Is, is that something that you learned recently? Yeah, I like learned over the pandemic. Before that, I was like working with like nannied, substitute, taught. Um, yeah, that's basically it. And yeah. then over the pandemic, I learned how to code. So and that was the thing because because that last record came out in twenty nineteen. Did it when when the pandemic hit? How quick was that mindset of? I suppose everyone had it. It's like, okay, what am I gonna? I should come up with a hobby, or I should learn how to do something that's useful. How quickly did that coin flip for for all of you? Luckily, we just come off a tour. Like we finished a Europe tour in the like winter, mm. early winter, and then late winter, a full U.S. tour. So I feel like the at least for me, it didn't feel immediately like it was affecting our cycle as a band. <laughs> that like kind of cycle, that kind of mindset of, you know, if you're a producer, here's a bad analogy, maybe. If you're a producer and a songwriter, you're kind of using two different parts of your brain to produce someone else's record to then sort of flip over and go into your like songwriter brain, right? And I wonder if that is similar for for being on tour and then coming back and working out how to maybe make money if you need to or, or do something else that will be creative or stimulate yourself somehow you're wearing a you're wearing a few different hats yeah i always feel like very lost when we get back from tour because on tour you have like a goal every day you know exactly what you're doing um mm -hmm. 
And it's just simple. It's like, we just have to, you know, get to San Francisco and play that show. Nothing Mm -hmm. else. Don't have to worry about what I'm doing with my life. (laughs) And then once I get back from tour, I'm just like, what do I do today? Like, what's, what's my purpose? So yeah, that transition can be really difficult sometimes. Well, I almost feel like that kind of gives us practice for COVID because we we're in, we're habitually in this state of coming down from an extreme stimulation and social experience that gives us so much purpose. And then it just all comes to an end and we're aimless. And then we have to figure out a job. <laughs> and so, and yeah. maybe it's the same job that we did the last mm-hmm. time we stopped touring, mm-hmm. or maybe it's a different job. That's the thing. Where hopefully you haven't burned that bridge of that last job. You didn't walk <laughs> out and flip them off. Yeah, that hasn't happened yet. I think I've... <laughs> Do you feel at home in Seattle? You know, do you feel like, I mean, I grew up in like the suburbs of London and moved into town when I was 18. And it took me like seven years, I reckon, seven, eight years to live in a neighborhood that I felt comfortable in, that I could afford, that I wouldn't have to like run around trying to look for other stuff for all the time. Have you, have all of you kind of found your place in, in Seattle where you are? I mean, I feel pretty comfortable in Seattle, but I don't know. I'm always considering leaving. (laughs) It's just like getting more and more expensive and like shittier and shittier. So, but I think a lot of places are, so I don't necessarily know what a better option is at this point. Is that like a work related thing as well? You know, you could come back and, and survive. Well, both my jobs actually right now are remote. Um, I work at two different record labels just doing remote stuff. So which ones, which labels? Um, Suicide Squeeze, which Chastity Bell is on and yeah. Danger Collective, which is a small label based in LA. And did you start working for them because you have that kind of uh, impetus or that kind of uh, enjoyment of my experience working alongside record labels is that being someone who's organized that helps and someone who has that kind of archival catalog uh, kind of approach is that yours is that your kind of approach yeah I would say so I guess like before this I was bartending and I just didn't want to do that anymore um, mm. so this was kind of a more a natural transition into doing more of like an office job or whatever you know right. um, yeah and I guess I'd had some experience doing graphic design just for like from being in bands like designing posters and merch and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of started doing a bit of that for the labels I work at and then like other more administrative stuff. Um, but yeah, I feel like being in a band, you have to be like pretty organized, send a lot of emails. Like I feel like no one really talks about how much being in a band is just emailing. <laughs> like it's so much. It really is like another job. Reply alls, made some gaffes. <laughs> yeah, just circling, always circling back. When when that first record came out, I remember reading about it and uh, seeing videos of house shows and small bars. And it seemed like a really, you know, even from miles away, even from London, it was like, great, this, is, this seems like a really cool, invitational, fun community. And 
from the communities that I've been involved in in London, it's like that idea of going on tour and, you know, making more of your life about your band than anything else, you know, tipping the balance towards music rather than like a regular life, right? Was, was that in those stages where you were sort of maybe getting written about or where people coming to the shows and buying the records, was there like a crossover period that you can reflect on now? And it was like, yeah, that was the time that collectively we decided to full send. It's probably just kind of gradual. It was kind of gradual, but I feel like we all kind of decided the band was what we were doing when we moved to Seattle after college. And that's, yeah, that's like kind of when we started taking it a bit more seriously and getting some write-ups. I guess like we weren't expecting much from our first album. And then we got on like BBC six and um yeah got like a pitchfork write up and stuff and we were like what but it didn't really feel like the band was what we were doing as more of just like this is really fun i don't know what else i'm doing so i'm gonna move to seattle yeah i think it was a bit of a coincidence like i wasn't like chasing a career out of college anyways like i just didn't really know what i wanted to do so yeah yeah it wasn't like oh i was about to take this job but we're doing the band like it, i was just like yeah oh, we'll just, <laughs> i was I like know, i don't know what to do, do. <laughs> you know whether you're 21 or whether you're 31 or older at some point like you you change as people you know that idea of oh i don't know what i'm doing so i'm just throwing it to the wind like that evolves and that changes you know whether it's you call it maturity or not but going for you know that i'm interested in that kind of oh we don't know what we're doing to that to then being more intentional you know putting more intent behind it yeah i mean i feel like like it to me, it felt gradual, and then it got to a point where we're planning so much band stuff that like I don't really have the time or energy to develop like a normal career. And then I kind of got to a point where I was like, if I have to do one more nanny job, like I'm going to lose it. And then I feel like there was a lot of years like that like lead to a lot of led to a lot of existential crises of like you have a purpose, you go on tour and then you have months where you're not doing anything. And then I'm working a job that I don't want to do anymore that I've already done for like eight years, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it kind of, yeah. I mean, for me, I feel like everything kind of had to stop for me to like, like when the pandemic hit, like I was laid off right away. Cause I was working in schools. Our practice space was closed. Like I couldn't even go play drums for a couple months. Like I literally had to like, just be in a vacuum to be like, Oh, Okay. I'll learn mm. something else now. <laughs> yeah. Same. I was yeah. doing, I was working in bars and w- working like Microsoft at Microsoft doing some like clickable stuff that anyone could have done. <laughs> and, and I was, you know, always been interested in music journalism and they took the pandemic to be like, Oh fucking. Okay. What do I actually want to do? You know, it's, it's like I've been playing a game of chicken my whole life and be mm-hmm. like, do I want to do it? Nah. You know? And, and I feel like I know lots of people in bands who have that same thing. It's like, well, I love playing music and writing music more than anything else in life. But that idea of taking it seriously is like a, is a terrifying prospect. Yeah. I think we've like consciously kind of made the decision to not have Chastity Belt be our only thing. And I mean, I don't even think it would be like viable to have it be our only thing, but we've always like kind of wanted to have a bit of a balance between yeah like doing other stuff and doing the band um 
because yeah i don't know there was a point where it was taking we were touring more than we do now and it was kind of taking over our lives in this way where it just became like unfun like it it felt like it was like a business and we weren't we like Mm -hmm. kind of lost sight of why we started the band in the first place but Yeah. yeah it's kind of like come full circle where now i feel like we like i don't know we're aware of when that start when it starts feeling like unfun I mean, could it be like a sustainable thing? Like Tony Molina never goes on tours, but releases amazing records. There's plenty of other people who release great records and don't tour. Is that something that you've thought about? Like, is that even like a possibility? Making great music, but not touring so much where you burn yourself out and you freak yourselves out. Yeah, I don't know. I'd be down. (laughs) We're kind of trying that. Like we're not touring so much. We're still touring enough, but like we're keeping the balance of our our lives outside of tour. But we all love to tour. <laughs> yeah, I still like. I feel like I still need a break from like my normal life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like yeah. put me in the van. <laughs> it's like the most beautiful thing to be able to feel like you have purpose. And space out all day long. <laughs> that ability to, to connect in that live place and also on records, that's such like a special thing and I, I you know i wonder you know when you're the band aware that you, when you're the artist like do you acknowledge you have this special thing is it almost like hubristic because the other side of it being like yeah this is special we should put our energy and careful thought and intention into this yeah i feel like it took me some time to realize what? that what we had was special like at first i was <laughs> like i don't really understand why anyone listens to us like this is weird But, um, yeah, I don't know. Now I like, especially like playing music with other people and like how different that feels. It makes me realize that like we have such a musical chemistry, the four of us. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really what sticks out to me is like the most special is like the feeling in the room of playing together, playing something for the first time, writing together. It's like, so joyful and mm-hmm. exciting and yeah like julia was saying the more we play with other people and reflect back on what we have together it's like yeah you can't like even if it's just for us that is such a special part of my life that i have these amazing friends who we can like create together it makes me think how you know school or family or uh, that kind of idea of, you know, fun and work are two separate things. Like the older I get, the more I'm trying to realize like, no, I'm trying to like have the most fun I've ever had before, you know, and, and not just think of creativity as something that happens when you're a teenager or maybe at college, you know, this idea that creativity is something that you could, you know, stubbornly like drag with you through your whole life. And, 
you know, be someone who's in their 60s and still playing music, you know, maybe down the bar or whoever your music buddies are. Do you know what I mean? I feel like there is this pressure in probably in the UK and the US at least where it's like that, that kind of grow up period. Is this something that you've battled with? I think I've always seen myself as like, I'll be doing something as I get older. Like I'll, I'll be playing music. Like I want to like learn piano at some point. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's whether it's like just for me or in a band or like, I don't know. I like playing with other people too. Like, uh, yeah when you were starting to write live love laugh or live laugh love even <laughs> there was 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 there a moment when you were like okay we're going to start writing this record you know this is the start of the writing of the record we know we're going to record we know it's going to be an album no we like never approach albums that intentionally or at least like not anymore um mm-hmm. so like we started recording that album in january 2020 I think. Um, and then had like a couple more recording sessions after that and then compiled like songs that we thought kind of fit together into an album from that. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're like already just started recording our next album and then we have like songs left over from previous recording sessions that'll probably go on that album. So I don't know It all. It's all kind of just like, a wash <laughs> it's more like a rolling process we're all always writing songs and when we can play together we're mm. working on the songs together and when we re- can record will you find that you'll write a particular moments in the day or, or or during the week do you have any sort of like a go-to discipline or that kind of that, that time of the day where you're like i'm gonna write no. now <laughs> definitely not i'll go like months without even playing guitar i feel like and then and then all of a sudden i'll write like two songs but um yeah i don't know it's yeah. definitely like our process has gotten a lot different now that we live in different places um like annie's in la and Lydia's in london right now um so it's kind of it just becomes like sort of like short little intervals of us getting together and writing and recording pretty fast um which is a new process but it's kind of exciting because you don't have too Mm -hmm. much time to like overthink things yeah um so yeah and it's kind of cool to see how quickly things come together just because we're so used to playing with one another i mean 10 plus years being in a group being in a room together and and knowing how you communicate with the music that's that must be such a it's an amazing thing i mentioned it earlier but you know that is what a special thing it is special yeah are you enjoying living in london lydia (laughs) yeah yeah um i haven't been here too long but i'm i'm back in school right now nice taking advantage of the one year master's situation over here yeah Um, what are you studying i'm studying plant and fungal science Fuck yeah. yeah. You you digging it? That's that's yeah, really it's really fun. <laughs> yeah. That that says I mean, are you getting much I mean maybe this is this is a naff question, but like are you getting much kind of imagery inspiration there? Are there cause there's a lot of different words for plants. 
right? And so you're bound to stumble <laughs> upon something that's interesting that sparks your imagination. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I mean, so I've been a gardener for like 10 years and I've all like felt the feeling of like, should I use some kind of like plant-related lyricism or, you know, there's a lot here, but it all just feels so cheesy to me. Like, I don't, I think uh, the way that I I write lyrics, I feel like is just more, is pretty direct. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw there's something like that would feel embarrassing to me, I think. <laughs> Like compare it, com- talking about like the you know the way the microhizzle interactions underground. Yeah, get some right. science terms in there. <laughs> How we as humans like yeah. connect our energy. <laughs> Just like, and do you write? Do you all write lyrics? Are you all kind of drafting notes all the time? Are you always kind of like ten percent on when it comes to that kind of stuff? Are you are you in the voice notes and the the drafts on your phone? I have a lot of notes, yeah. my notes on the phone. Yeah, my notes app is filled with them. What are you looking most for? What are you looking most forward to with this record? Are you going anywhere you haven't been before or going back to somewhere that you especially had a good time before at? Um, We're playing Meow Wolf in New Mexico, which I'm excited about. Never been there. I don't think we've ever played a show in New Mexico. I'm excited to play in Texas. Yeah, we yeah. always have a good time in Texas. Yeah. South by? No, no, we're not playing South by. Just no, I'm just doing our own thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you sound you sound like you're you're doing you know your own thing. I think this conversation, uh, I, I think a lot of people are kind of like in the midst of, um, you know, finding out about themselves, like finding out what they want out of playing music and like how to look forward to the future. It seems like you three have a very calm and collected kind of understanding that music's always going to be uh, a constant, but maybe won't be like the main thing. That's that's a really refreshing and you know realistic viewpoint. Yeah, because I think a lot. Of, yeah. I think some people go on tour, and that idea of going on tour forever is the main thing. Well, it's funny you say that. Like somehow. I don't feel like it's not the main thing. It's like having the choice, I think, is really important. And to, in some way, maybe just trust that I will play with y'all in yeah. some capacity. Yeah. Until we die. <laughs> <laughs> in the nursing home. Yeah. Trust, trust is such like a, a complicated and uncomplicated thing all at once i mean you you kept the same members you're gonna change as you know everyone like changes as as they go on through their life to to stay together and whether that means communication or whether that means like the kind of actual thing that you're doing makes it keeps it keeps it special have you had those kind of conversations between you and and all like separately about about the kind of because it's a relationship right if if i think about my partner and me we probably have this conversation once every three months of being like you know okay what are we doing are we both feeling happy about it you know it's is this cool you know and like that's it's a terrifying thing to to say and think about um but ultimately like we all you know it's going to be the smartest way in it yeah we definitely have to talk through like a lot of stuff like you know people being in school and like Annie's in a long school program. So mm-hmm. like 
you know, we have to plan things out really far in advance and be like, to accommodate, try to accommodate everyone as much as we can, you know, but we all yeah. have very different schedules. So there's like definitely a lot of, <laughs> a lot of figuring out we have to do there. Yeah. I think there's an understanding that it's like, it's going to look really different over the year. Like it has, the band has looked really different over the years of how we interact with it mm. or the, you know, how much we're touring or whether we're pulling back or pushing forward or, you know, those, those times of like, we've had of like, you know, intentionally questioning. It's always changing, right? It's always, yeah, it's always changing. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why, what do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Thanks so much for, for being up for this. I know it's not like, uh, I think it, not like the kind of usual conversation and maybe, you know, you know, this thing's kind of different for everyone talking about jobs and work and how you see yourself playing music. So thanks for being up for it. You know, cheers for, for telling your stories. Yeah. Thanks no, for thanks. having us. Yeah. <laughs> Just to end with, I like hearing about, I mean, I've always been someone that fucks up a lot of my job. I've always... <laughs> Um, kind of said that I know how to use a piece of machinery when I don't know how and I'll end up you know, <laughs> fucking up or actually in Greenwich I was looking after these Italian students between the ages of like 13 and 17 and I, I, I lost a few of them on the underground and I didn't like, <laughs> oh, know no. where they were so for like an hour or two it's like where are these kids um, so I, I, I like hearing those kinds of story do you do you have anything that comes to mind i used to do some crazy things when i was bartending but <laughs> i never got in trouble um the owners were pretty lax about stuff but yeah, yeah my friend aaron and i had a sh saturday night shift together and he was just like crazy so i would go into work sometimes i'd like dread going into work because i was like you know what i don't really feel like partying tonight like i just want to <laughs> chill um, yeah. but yeah, we'd be like doing shots and stuff and he was always just like trying to figure out a way to make the shift more fun. And, you know, we'd like, there were some nights where we'd take onions from the kitchen and we, there was a bat just in case, I don't know, <laughs> just a wooden bat, um, lying around. <laughs> so we'd like go out in the alley and hit onions. <laughs> um, that was like a more slow shift kind of thing. And then... <laughs> There was another shift where we filled, uh, like old empty 
vodka bottles with water and we were just like tossing them back and forth like cocktail <laughs> style and like flipping them around um but yeah That's i don't know fun. we got pretty crazy at that bar that was the first bar that i worked at it was quite a lot of fun of sort of charging some people you know less than you need you know if you like someone i quite like enjoyed giving people giving drinks away oh and yeah definitely not my money <laughs> definitely yeah no. gave a lot of drinks away <laughs> <laughs> how about you gretchen or lydia has anything any come to mind for either of you i think i mean this is like so wholesome but <laughs> <laughs> I used to do like on-call nannying, so I would just go watch like kids that I had never met before for a day. And it was like some family that was like in Magnolia. It was like their summer house. It was like really nice. They had like nice white couch and white cushions. And they had like a little dog and the kids wanted to play in the backyard with the hose. So I let them. I think they were like giving the dog a bath. And then the dog came in like all muddy and like ran all over their like pristine white couch. <laughs> and I just kind of like wiped what I could and then like positioned the pillows over the paw prints and then like left. I was like, I'll never see you again. It's fine. Like, <laughs> you didn't get a bad review. I, not that I know of. Annie's nannies had me back time and time again. So. Hell yeah, Annie's nannies. Oh, God. Yeah, shout out to Annie's nannies. <laughs> And how about you, Lydia? Does anything come to or, or studying wise? Um, Have you ever? I mean, I got busted on my um, my dissertation. I was away and so completely fabricated my dissertation and got found out and right. got called in and I had to do it again, but get capped at forty percent. And I did yeah, quite I a lot that day. Oh no! <laughs> but it was okay. Got through it. Kind Wait, of. dissertation for like a PhD or? No, for my BA. So undergraduate. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I was like, damn, dissertation. In my last job, I was out, I was um, monitoring like endangered plants in Hawaii and I was out with my coworker and there was a rainstorm and we were like, ah, we should should we turn around? Like we're going down this slope that there could be a washout. No, let's just, let's, we got it. We just have like one more site to hit. Let's go. And then when we came back around, of course, like there was just like a full on lake. And then we were like, Oh, let's just try and cross the lake. We've got a four wheel drive. So we started across and yeah, we just like, totally spun out with the truck we thought we were going to flip it for a moment it got like stuck on a rock it was sinking under um oh shit and uh we had been told that we needed before like you know don't don't take any risks <laughs> we know there's bad weather today um but yeah then we had to like hike out an hour and call the people at the base to come pick us up and drive an hour and no. that was a bit of a fiasco but like, well, and they hoiked you I out. Didn't, <laughs> I didn't feel like I was I was just a witness to someone else's <laughs> proud incompetency. So. <laughs> well, maybe good in those kind of times for when shit really hits the fan and you're like, it's okay. You know, it's, it's, all, it's always usually okay, usually being the key. Yeah. One. <laughs> I mean, it's usually fun, honestly, it, on yeah. some level. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate the time and loving listening to the new record. 
and thanks. Thanks. seeing you play. Yeah. Thanks cool. for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. So there was Chastity Bell. Do you know what? After that interview, I kind of walked out of the room thinking, oh, is that a bummer chat? Did they enjoy that? Am I an idiot? Are these questions stupid? But listening back, that was good. I enjoyed hearing those stories from them. Brilliant band. Really got their own sound, don't they? Their new record, Live, Laugh, Love. It's coming out at the start, end of March. Excuse me. Cheers for listening. Subscribe if you like. Uh, leave a review if you really like. Uh, and I'll see you later on this week. we got an episode with English Teacher, who are probably about to release one of the best debuts this year. English Teacher, go listen to them and come back for the episode on Thursday. See you soon. Cheers.